And now it's time for the Wild Side News with your host, Sydney Wildsmith. If you have anything to do with raising children or know someone who does, then listen or email a link to those who have kids. Something's gone wrong with our relationship with nature. How we got here and why is for another time. But what we can do about it is so important that I'm going to get right to the point. We must restore our children's natural love of nature. We can. In fact, it's easy because kids love nature naturally. We see it all the time. Children love animals. They love to watch birds, squirrels, bugs, and butterflies. They like to imitate animals, act like animals, make animal sounds. They love climbing in trees, lifting up rocks, splashing through creeks. Left to their own devices, kids explore and learn about nature every time they go outside. Most of us remember growing up and the free roaming we did. But times have changed, and kids are kept indoors. We all know why. But in fact, it has gone too far. Kids must bond with nature. For their own intellectual, emotional, and psychological development, and because in the years ahead, figuring out how to restore the natural world is the most important single challenge they will face. Therefore, we as parents and elders have a responsibility to prepare them. We hold their future in our hands. We are the wise ones. And right now, we need to change some bad habits and make the effort to restore the natural sense of wonder that every child is born with. As a naturalist and educator, I've worked with thousands and thousands of kids, teaching them about nature. And today, I'm going to share my deepest sense of what works best to touch the souls of young people in ways that keep their love of their earth in balance. So in no particular order, here are the ten most important things for good nature parenting. 1. Teach a respect for and love of nature. All of these things are important, but this one is the most important. We must, as parents, elders, and friends, demonstrate to our children that we honor living things, that they have worth and value. We must provide a broad sense that we love all of life, which makes up nature, and hold it as a sacred part of being human, to be gentle and kind, and protect all of nature, because it is so very important. There are many ways to do this. From a child's earliest days, when you go outdoors, take a moment to appreciate it, smile, smell, point out beautiful things and say things like, I love my earth, or isn't this beautiful? Pay special attention to significant living things in your neighborhood, like special trees. Share with your child the changing of the seasons in ways that show your appreciation for nature's cycles of birth, life, and death. Instill in your child that it is important to treat all of life as sacred. 2. Promote a sense of wonder. Children are born with a natural sense of wonder. They are constantly touching, tasting, shaking, and breaking things to see what happens. This natural desire to learn runs wild in nature. A blade of grass becomes an instrument. A shiny stone makes a child think of bird eggs. 
Pick up a rock and a hidden community is revealed. Bird poop needs to be dissected with a stick. It's all part of wondering. However, in our shrink-wrapped, safety-obsessed world, children are kept from touching natural things most of the time. They hear parents and others warning them about how these things are dangerous. They are dirty and can make you sick. And quickly the sense of wonder, so critical to our natural development, dies. You must keep the sense of wonder alive. How? Let kids collect things. Help them collect things. You can help by allowing them to maintain their own collections in odd things like egg cartons and boxes or in weird plastic containers. Treat their collections with respect. When they fiddle with their nature stuff, be curious too. And show your own interest in things you don't know. Let kids get dirty and mucky. They'll live. Weigh the value of chastising them for making a mess, dragging their things into your kitchen versus rewarding their curiosity with your own sense of wonder. You can teach about not tracking in mud on a rainy day. 3. Show compassion for all living things. Every living thing wants to stay alive and not suffer. If you took a slow-motion close-up of an ant that you're about to squash with your fingertip, you would see that at some moment it would rise up and protest before it dies. Every animal will struggle when caught, because they know that being caught usually leads to their death. They know that. And although we cannot understand how they feel these things, we know that they would rather go about their business of life. Every single creature is a master of his own survival, and that will to live is something that must be honored. It must be acknowledged so that we can grow up as compassionate humans. If we learn to empathize with a beetle, there's a much better chance we will think twice before hurting each other. So anytime you see an animal suffering, share your concern with your child. Show him or her how you care for the creature. If a turtle is crossing a road, yes, if you can, let your child help save the creature from suffering by carefully moving it to safety. If you see an old arthritic dog walking with its master, Share with your child how beautiful it is for the dog to still want to be with his master, even though it is in pain. For quite some time, children experiment with animals to see how they react. They pull off wings of flies, not so much to be cruel, but to see what happens. They pull legs off of ants and bugs, again, not to be cruel, but to see how it affects the way the animals walk. These are natural, and we must honor the child's mind, but at the same time, Help the child understand that they can feel the animal resisting and trying to get away because they are afraid of being hurt, and that we don't know how a small bug suffers, but we know that injuries can lead to the death of the animal. These things take time to develop, so be patient. It will pay off. 4. Treat all animals as intelligent and sensitive beings. We have learned a very bad habit from science, and that is to talk of animals as if they cannot think and that their behaviors are strictly responses to their environment, reflexes. I cannot emphasize enough, as a scientist, how absolutely backward this thinking is, for science is beginning to acknowledge that animals figure things out, reason, talk, 
have emotions, and have very complex social relationships. That's what science informs us. But most people who have animals have a far more generous sense of the intelligence of animals, and they freely talk about it. Animals are capable of doing amazing things, finding their way home over hundreds of miles, flying thousands of miles each year to return to the same nest, building elaborate and beautiful structures like nests, caring for handicapped people, being the eyes for the blind, and more generally, somehow doing all the things that each species does and has no one to do for millions of years, no matter how small, unusual, or powerful they may be. Therefore, raise your children to see the intelligence of animals as they go about their lives. Assume that animals are aware of much of what is going on around them. Inform your children that each animal is an individual. Point out the different personalities of dogs you meet. Some are friendly, some are shy, some are aggressive, some are funny. And help your child to understand that animals are sensitive and that they respond as we do to love, tenderness, kindness, and respect. Show how they need the same kinds of things we need, and they must learn and work hard to get them. Trust me, when children sense the intelligence of the animals around them, their lives will be filled with gifts and wonder. It will provide them with a perception of the truth that will help guide them into a balanced and caring way of life. It will provide them with joy and friendships from the world at large, and it will help them develop the wisdom that animals, forests, oceans, and backyards are teeming with value and worth. Nothing can help them deal with the challenges ahead more effectively. 5. Spend time immersed in nature with no particular mission. Without spending time in nature, Children will grow up with a false sense of time. They will not understand the value of being. They will require outside stimulus because they cannot feel the power of life and of this earth that is theirs if they know how to connect with it. We all know how hectic our lives are. We all know as well that even a three-day trip to another city will extend the sense of time enormously. Kids need to be synchronized with the truth and nothing speaks the truth like nature. Therefore, you must take the time to allow kids to be in nature with no particular purpose or task or challenge. They need the chance to sense how a day develops, from the morning mists and coolness, to the bird's song and energy, through the midday with its resting, through the afternoon's rich sunlight, and the opening up of the wild creatures, to the evening when the night creatures emerge, to the power of the night with crickets and frogs and strange calls in the darkness. And then it all happens again, the next day, and the next, and the next, and that is so good to know. So go camping, fishing, sitting along riverbanks, exploring, poking around, and in particular, spend time next to a creek on a riverbank for the better part of an afternoon, and together, watch the river flow. 6. Teach intelligent use of nature. As you practice the aforementioned things which you must teach your children, you'll find that naturally a sense of the value of nature emerges, that everything has value, that wasting things really means that somewhere 
something has suffered or lost their homes or been killed. And as your child develops as a normal sensitive person with a sense of the wonder and interconnected spirit of all living things and the value of life itself, a natural economy will develop, a common sense with all of life. Wasting water or food, throwing away things that cost some animals their homes and lives, these things will be felt as irresponsible and hurtful. Therefore, because all living things wish to live as they were designed to live, and that it is a wondrous gift to share the earth with all of these amazing other beings, we damage ourselves when we damage the earth. We destroy our potential joy when we tear down a forest. We lose so many beautiful and spirited creatures when we drain a wetland. We destroy the mysterious balance when we pollute our lands or our lakes and oceans. Children can learn to value the wonder and develop a natural protective spirit, even if it be to protect their own private dream. After all, isn't that what we adults miss so much? The wonder of our youth, the innocence of discovery, the joy in simple things. Help your child learn to save all of these things so that they can unwrap them whenever they need for the rest of their lives. 7. Encourage expression of their findings and discoveries. Children are expressive beings. They naturally sing, dance, smile, cry, run, clap, stare, and ponder. They love to make noise, scream, scribble, paint, and draw. They like to collect and categorize and hide and save special things. Your best job as a parent, elder, or friend is to help them express all of these things. From this, they explore their own inner energetics and are allowed to feel, really feel, what life and being is all about. So when a child appears to want to express their feelings, play with them, have fun, pretend, be silly, forget about being the adult. And through time, your child will become a fully developed person, expressing who they are, how they feel in a spirit of human relationship and friendship, and nothing could be more right. And be sure to read good stories, see good movies, draw and sketch, paint, sing and dance and laugh, and in the end, life will be a better place. 8. Avoid the yucky reaction. This is hard, and we talked about it before, but it deserves another take, because it is, after all, our learned response. It is important to unlearn it, suppress it, overcome it, and let it go. What is it? Try to avoid the yucky response. As I've gotten to know and talk with some of the world's greatest nature people, almost without exception, the common thread amongst them all were parents who let them be kids, who allowed their bringing home frogs in jars, bugs and bottles, snakes and sacks, rocks and boxes, for kids inclined to do such things, understand they are developing their scientific and abstract minds simultaneously, because they are collecting the vast, mysterious world of things that they had not known about, and pulling them together to look and study, think about and experiment with their own ideas. This process unites the mind into a coherent reasoning tool that will carry them through life, seeking answers, searching for the truth and experimenting with new things. 
for this generation and generations to come. This will be a determinant as to whether they are equipped to deal with the world of tomorrow with reason, strength, and balance. Please allow children to get to know their world on their terms. 9. Allow kids to get hurt as part of their learning. Growing up is filled with hurt. For parents and others, we see children taking frightening falls, coming home with scraped knees, cut fingers, and burned. And yet with a little common sense and the magic healing powers of the body, these things vanish. Becoming a child of the earth will also generate scrapes, cuts, bruises, and bites. But as with falling from a chair in the kitchen or bumping a head on an end table, these too will disappear. So when your child comes inside crying from some adventure outdoors, keep it all in perspective and know that something has been learned about the real world. An element of truth has just been interjected in that little soul and that it is a requirement of living. And as the demands for children to grow into active advocates for their earth increases, more and more of them will be heading out across the globe to restore rainforests, protect endangered habitats, develop new technologies to offset global warming, battle floods and hurricanes, and deal with whatever it is that global warming, depletion of the oceans, devastation of our mountaintops, diminishing natural resources, and an advancing world population have in store for them. This generation may have to be one of the toughest and strongest on earth. Help them to learn to be strong. And finally, 10. Spend time in nature where nature dominates. There is an ultimate truth that we all must know. Nature runs this earth. We humans in all of our reasonable sense of importance are, in fact, weak compared with the wonder. The most direct means of knowing this is to head on out where nature rules, into back country where there are no roads, into the wilderness as far as you can go for days, before making your way back. It is invaluable to the soul to be surrounded by wild, filled with bears and hawks and weasels and nematodes, walking on ancient forest beds of quiet needled carpets. And to reach a point where whatever you have with you or within you will determine in reality how you return, and if you will return to the, quote, real world. A child experiencing this truth with a wise and experienced adult will learn more about life, time, humility, and truth than any single event. They will, in their own ways, meet themselves in ways that only such experiences can engender. And they will meet the Great Spirit, or God, or Yahweh, or Divinity, or however and whatever that is, with nothing to filter the truth. This touch with our most ancient record becomes a silent messenger throughout the days ahead and will forever enkindle the awe which inspires beauty, peace, and love. These are my personal observations from a lifetime in love with the earth. Please do the best you can. If enough of us do, then our children and their children's children We'll sit around campfires in deep and wondrous woods and pass on these legends about nature in the good old days. Nurturing children, why must we care?
perfect man And brother to man Will this be our fate? Can we come to understand? 